0: Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the hijinks. I've got a trig midterm tomorrow and I'm being chased by Guido the killer pimp. The opportunities.
1: I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice.
0: And the wisdom. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s.
1: Can you say stuck in the
0: 80s? and spearsy on the open road a summer
1: road trip dude hit the ac dude just roll down the window you don't have air conditioning do you uh not really i'm taking my shirt off dude don't you dare take your shirt off
0: you look like chewbacca
1: oh come on well where are we going anyway where we're going
0: i don't let me get the map dude you're driving
1: and you're wrinkling all the central states. It's freedom, baby. Don't worry about it. Whatever you say, Clarker, as well, just point the family truckster north. Dude, if you quote one more 80s movie, I swear to god I'm gonna slap you. Don't get saucy with me, Ben You know what? Let's just turn up the radio. That's the best idea you've had all day, my friend. <laughs> Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears, with TampaBay.com. And today's show, summer in the 80s, my friends. The movies, the magic, the memories.
0: We could have gone anywhere we wanted to this summer, you know? Anywhere in the world. But when I asked my kids, (laughs) and I said, kids, you remember? When I said, where would you like to go this summer more than any place in the world, huh? What'd you say?
1: Hawaii. And with me, as always... My roommate back at space camp in 1986, Mr. Sean Daly. That was the summer that we shared a cot. And so much more. I imagine sleeping
0: with you is a very sweaty, hirsute experience. It's like cuddling a grizzly bear.
1: I should have you do all my PR. <laughs> and you yeah. wonder why I'm destined to live alone forever. No, that's not true. It's awesome. I
0: love this show. I love it. I love the energy. I love the heat. I love summer. It's a very dramatic time, and dramatic times need soundtracks, need movies, need memories.
1: And we have all those today. We have the best movies of the 80s. We have songs about the summer. We have reader emails about the summer. Sean's got an epic tale. Uh, Let's get started. I can't wait. There's too much to squeeze into a simple uh, show.
0: You're going to be really earnest today, aren't you?
1: I'm going to try not to.
0: I can't really gauge your mood right now. Is before? it happy Spearsy or sad Spearsy?
1: It's uh, it's dangling on the edge of a cliff. Spearsy.
0: I'd love to know. Oh yeah, it's so normal like a normal Spearsy. I'm like a
1: cure video.
0: I'd love to know what our listeners think your normal mood is.
1: Okay. Crazy, insane, insane, crazy. Uh.
0: You ain't exactly a bucket of sunshine <laughs> to deal with. I love you, and we eat. We should. We have lunch every day. A Little be- behind-the-scenes tip. But uh, sometimes you're very surly.
1: Sean, anybody who doesn't snort pixie uh, sticks up their nose is going to come across as surly to someone with that's a That's not much true. I'm bringing it down.
0: I'm bringing it down a notch this show. Yeah. I laughed too much. I was like, meh, 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 last show. I could barely listen to it. Yeah, that's true. I know it was tough. You anyway, make me laugh, though. I'm going to say 80% of my laughter is genuine. That's nice. 20% the is just The rest of the show is going to be a
1: guessing game where I look in and say, like that ask, one? Like Every once in a while, ask me if Not it's real. Seen, yeah. I don't well, know. Let's,
0: get into, let's do the summer movies first, and then we're going to do summer songs, and I'm going to have a, um, a story about Richard Marks, who was one of our summer songs. I, I spent some time with Richard Marks when I was a bellboy in the summer of 94. Shut up. I was. <laughs> I was a bellboy at the Columbia Inn, and every my bellboy suit... Really, I'd wash it, and it would all of a sudden get like three sizes too small. Were you the little fat boy? No! No, but, but I used to like to beat him up. You know, I'd grab my go, why are you so fat? Why are you so fat? And I'd beat the shit out of him. <laughs> so first, let's talk about our five favorite summer movies. Now, you just had a blog about this when you had about 20 of them,
1: yeah, right? Yeah, 20 um, of my favorite 80s movies about the summer. And there was a little bit of controversy because people were a little angry with some of my picks. They didn't like the fact... That, for instance, I put One Crazy Summer not in the top five. And people were pissed off that Caddyshack didn't even make the top ten. But remember, the whole idea of the list was the, summer ha- the season itself has to be a character in the uh, movie. Right, and these aren't Caddyshack. like summer
0: blockbusters.
1: Right, it's not movies that appeared in the summer. These are, these are movies that, that obviously take place in the summer. And I'm going to start off with my uh, number five pick on the list, Summer Lovers. Are you okay? Fine,
0: why? I mean about I've never been in the same bed with a woman before. I know. We shared you. I know. Are you okay?
1: I'm fine, Michael. Good morning.
0: Summer Lovers takes place in Greece, starring Peter Gallagher and Daryl Hannah and some brunette, whose name I've forgotten. And they all—it's all about a Menage a Trois, right?
1: Yeah, it's—it's uh, it's great. Have you ever—have you ever had a Menage a Trois? Like I'm going to say that on a podcast? Come on, have you? No, no. Just three dudes. <laughs> you, <two laughs> yeah, it dude? doesn't really count. As, as uh, sometimes I feel that um,
0: when this show is really firing on, on all cylinders, it's like a Menage a Trois. Who's
1: the third person? I don't know, my imaginary friend. Yeah, I just say. Uh,
0: Summer lovers. I haven't uh, Summer lovers. I haven't seen this in a while, but you watched it the other night. I correct? watched
1: it last night. I, I have it on DVD. Do you own it on DVD? Yeah, yeah I do. And uh, you know what's great about it? it? Now, in the first 20 seconds of the movie, bang, nudity. Who's? Daryl Hannah? Everybody's. I'm, 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 I'm not kidding. It's constant nudity throughout, and that's always a hallmark of a great 80s movie.
0: Do you see Peter Gallagher's schwantz?
1: Uh, you see some furry vestige. Yeah. Who's
0: hairier, you or Peter Gallagher?
1: Uh, I have more area to cover than Peter Gallagher does. So uh, I would say myself. But he's got eyebrows that aren't to be believed. Oh, my God. They look like two muskrats fighting over his eyes. He still has tremendous eyebrows. They're unbelievable. But he's great in this movie. Daryl Hannah's fantastic. You see, she's naked half the movie. But the whole point is that uh, Peter Gallagher is a, and Daryl Hannah, our boyfriend and girlfriend, they go to uh, the Greek Isles for the summer. He ends up having an affair with a Greek uh, or a French archaeologist. Uh, Tells her, tells his girlfriend, Daryl Hannah, about it. And... uh, somehow she decides that uh, wouldn't it be a good idea that all three of them live together and so they do and uh, it culminates in the menage yeah there's a lot of menage uh, and then it's all ruined when the parents show up it always is yeah and so they show up they break up it's got a great soundtrack by the way hard to say i'm sorry by it chicago with hard to say i'm sorry and they, they leap off
0: a cliff to their doom to their death no just to frolic nude in the surf
1: yeah exactly
0: it's hard for me to say I'm sorry I just want you to stay But uh, 1982
1: movie, I remember... Uh, are you are you recommending this movie to our listeners? No, you know, and this is, this brings up a sticky point. You know, a lot, we talk about movies a lot on the podcast. And um, the recommendation's got to be taken with a grain of salt. Because watching Son of the Lovers now for the first time, or even for me... <clears throat> It's like uncovering an ancient Roman vase. You can admire it. You can put it in a museum, but don't fill it with water and start drinking out of it. It's, I mean, these are relics. They're artifacts that need to be enjoyed as such. I mean, you wrote that down. No, I didn't write that (laughs) down. I saw you reading. You wrote the vase thing down. Okay, so I wrote it down. I wrote it down last night while I was watching a stupid movie. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Was it, poetic? it was it was. It was nice. So yeah, so re- so don't buy it unless you're gonna, you can borrow it from me or you can uh, get it on Netflix, I'm sure. But uh
0: well, let me help some people out. Is during the sex scene there's a lot of humping and pumping?
1: No, it's typical. I don't even know if it's rated R to be honest. I bet it's PG uh just PG. No, it can't be. Not with that much nudity. It's a good
0: food movie. I like movies about that have a lot of food in them. Food and sex. Like, do you see him eating a lot of Greek food? I'm being serious. Are you serious? You really yeah, are being serious. I really am being serious. Do you see him eating a lot of olives and, um, and delicious tapenade?
1: Sean, you're a twisted young fellow.
0: I, I bet there are a lot of people like me. I also, I'm not going to get into my kinks and stuff like that, but I got, I got something about the kitchen, too.
1: Let's move on to our please, next movie before please. I get fired. Number four on the list, The Flamingo Kid. Oh, great movie. I love it.
0: What are you looking for? Big Sid isn't here anymore, Phil. It's just you and me. Don't get your hopes up, kid. No one's ever blanked me. <laughs> Sometimes when I eat, I eat like this. Yum,
1: yum, 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 yum. Ah, Matt Dillon style. This is a 1984 movie with uh, Matt Dillon, Hector Elizondo, Janet Jones, who become the future uh, Mrs. Wayne Gretzky. That's true. And she's about the only person who really doesn't fit in in that movie. I don't think. I always thought her role. She's not a good actress. Let's face it. No, she's not. But she's very hot. She's very hot. Wayne is a lucky man. Uh, And this is the first.
0: It's directed by Gary Marshall. And I want to. It's probably not his first movie he directed, but maybe the first one that actually made money. And Hector Elizondo uh, would go on to appear in every Gary
1: Marshall movie, I believe. Pretty Woman. Oh, yeah. Princess Diaries. About no, he's in, the, he's in all of them, I he's think. He's great in this one, and uh, he plays the father to Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon gets a job at a summer beach club in uh, Long Island.
0: Takes place in the 50s, 60s? Yeah, 50s. There.
1: And uh, God, I, was, I would say Matt Dillon, was, his career was probably as hot as it was going to get in the 80s about this point. And wasn't there,
0: uh, last week or a couple weeks ago, you were talking about how Flamingo Kid was the first PG-13. It
1: was one of them, correct? I think it was the f- it was one of the first movies to have a PG-13. And to this to this day, I don't know why. I don't think there's any nudity in it. I don't think there's any really bad language. I don't know what made it a PG-13. Uh, it was either the first movie to get it or the first movie to actually come out with that rating. With it. it's, it's, it's a weird... Uh, I watched some of it last night as well. I, I don't know what in it is really... Uh, Offensive? Offensive. That's
0: great, though. What's your favorite line? Your two-word line from it? Gin, Phil. You love that. You say it like once a day. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, you really do. When we, we're eating. When we go out to eat and you, you sneak booze. <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> let me say that. Yeah, That's nice. not true. Great job. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's nice knowing everybody. I,
0: I'm going to tell people to go rent Flamingo Kid. I'm going to recommend that yeah, I think for your viewing uh, pleasure.
1: Would you own it? If you, could, if you could find it in the store, would you buy it? Absolutely. I, I it love online.
0: movies like that. You know, I'm a big, you know, you think I'm callous. People uh, question my sincerity sometimes. But I really, I like the whole notion of the summer romance. The forever fiance and I met during the summer. She's totally going to say that that's not true. Like, we met in, like, December. But we met the summer down in Ocean City, Maryland. And so that, uh, I'm very attracted to the summer romance movie. I like that. See?
1: I have a romantic side. I have a romantic side, ladies. Well, there's no more movie that's more romantic the number three on the list. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you a rare grandfathered-in movie from the 70s, Meatballs. But the real excitement, of course, is going to come at the end of the summer uh, during Sexual Awareness Week. We import 200 hookers from around the world, and each camper, armed with only a thermos of coffee and $2,000 cash, tries to visit as many countries as he can. And the winner, of course, is named King of Sexual Awareness Week and is allowed to rape and pillage the neighboring towns until camp ends. That's incredible. That's incredible. What do you expect for $1,000 a week? Hey, you have a good summer, too, huh? Are
0: you ready for the summer? Ready for the summer? Are you ready for the high Now, I would make the argument that Meatballs should, could be number one. I see what you have for number one coming up here, and that's a great one, too. But Meatballs is its, it's perfect. It, you, every time it's on, I'll sit and I'll watch, it, I'll watch the whole thing. Uh, Whatever point.
1: It's... Go back and watch it again. Whoever it, it's it's it just came out, they re-released it, I think, because it was a twenty-five year or twenty-eight year, twenty-nine year, whatever. Uh the um it's nineteen seventy-nine. Bill Murray is Bill Murray. Absolutely. But listen to the music. And you and you suddenly say, and, and look at the fashion. And it's it's clearly a 70s movie. And the only reason I kind of grandfathered it in is because it was so close. And for the most part, Every one of us saw it for the first time on video anyway. What?
0: You and I always joke about how we're like Larry and Spaz. Larry. What? I think that chick over there is staring
1: at me. Which chick? Where? Over there. Hey, <laughs> hey she is staring at you. You better go over and talk to her. She probably wants it. <laughs> yeah. I'm Larry, right? Can I be Larry? She's looking at you, Spaz. <laughs> yeah. We trade What's... off and on. Sadly, that's true. It's It's a great movie... It's got your favorite actor in it.
0: Chris Makepeace. Yes. I love I have two favorite actors of all time. Jackie Earl Haley and Chris Makepeace. And Chris Makepeace was also in another one of my faves, My Bodyguard. You remember that? Oh yeah, it's great. Starring movie. Matt Dillon.
1: Yeah, yeah. As, as the, Mooney. As the bu- as the bully.
0: Yeah, and then uh, I forget the actor's name. Actually, he turned it's not a uh, it's not Vincent D'Onofrio,
1: but another guy who's just tri- like him. Yeah. And what's awesome. really weird is Drillbit Taylor, which just came out over the uh, over the spring. The movie with uh, Owen Wilson. It's a total ripoff of The Bodyguard. Of my bodyguard. And story written by John Hughes. Trilbert Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, Hughes. But uh, you haven't been able to speak his name in a while.
0: I know. Yeah, Yeah, Chris Makepeace. He's got that bad hair. It's horrible. It looks like a wig. Rudy the Wabbit. Yeah, it's a great movie. You know who my favorite person, though, in Meatballs is? And I don't know her name, but it's the tall, blonde... I think she dates Wheels. I want to say she dates Wheels in it. And she kind of wears the red thigh high.
1: Doesn't she become a porn star?
0: Yeah, I think she did. I think she did. Is it Allie or... I don't know. But one of the one of the CITs. Very hot.
1: Yeah. Now, my favorite character is the stomach. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because tonight I get to recreate the stomach. Because I'm going to go having a... I have to cover this big food festival here in St. Petersburg. And they're giving me one hour to eat from every single booth at the festival. And then to come back here and write it all up for the paper for the next day. There's like 75 booths. I know. You'll never do it. It's possible. They said it couldn't be done. I'll do it. If it can be done, I'll do it. That's right, Fink. Look at those steaming weenies. And you know what they're saying, Larry? They're saying... This is the year that Fink beats the stomach. No, it's a couple of guys over here, but they're saying it.
0: All right, I see your number two movie here, and uh, I have problems with it. I have a couple different problems with it.
1: Number two on the list, Summer School, 1987. Mark Harmon and Kirstie Alley.
0: Francis Grimp. Uh, don't recall me that. The name is Chainsaw. I in Black and Decker. As in Texas Massacre. What is your problem with this? First of all, I don't like Kirstie Alley at all. And this stems from, like, Cheers, because I was always, like, a Shelley Long fan, and then Kiersey Alley came to try to steal Sam Malone's heart, and I didn't like it. You're an idiot. But my big problem with summer school, uh, it stars Mark Harmon as a teacher, a summer school teacher, with a, a, uh, you know, a lovable gang of misfits. Yeah. Mark Harmon has a really weird torso. What? And I think the reason that Mark Harmon was never bigger than he is is that he has a weird chest. And when his shirt's off in this movie, it's, like, lumpy and, like, one nipple's up here and one nipple's down there. Really, it's a weird-looking chest. I
1: want to tell you something about what a man's chest looks like, Sean. <laughs> oh, man. Normally it has pecs and it has fur on it. Now, I know you haven't had a lot of experience with men's chests. Sure, I have neither pecs nor fur. But I'm just saying, but I didn't start in summer school. It's not my fault you have the body of a Cabbage Patch Kid. <laughs> It really isn't, but, but I mean, was there's nothing laugh. wrong. That was a fake laugh, by the way. Yeah, I know it was you It know. was because it was filled with pain. It was pain. It should be. But you love summer school. Tell us why you love summer school. Great movie. It's uh, Mark Harmon's probably at the height of his uh, '80s career, like a lot of people that we're going to mention today. He Kirstie uh, Alley's great in this movie, oh, and I thought I she was great on her. Cheers. Shelley Long isn't is,
0: she a Klingon or something? Kirstie Alley, yeah, in Star Trek, Star Trek. 2,
1: Wrath of Khan. Summer School has a great soundtrack. Great, name one song from the Summer School soundtrack. "My Never Matter" by E.G. Daly. <laughs>
0: Right? It's a great song. You're such
1: a giant loser. You're an idiot. You really are. Let sometimes
0: me, I bet you got one I, nipple up here and one nipple down there. I probably
1: have three nipples up there and three the nipples down there. Tri-nips. Tri-nips. The uh, the whole point. Summer school could easily be the number one on the list. What? You know, you know why? You know why it's not? Because I felt bad for you. I only put number one there because I know that if I didn't, you'd go in twenty years. Sean Daly, patented little frenzies. We started, like, making fun of my furry back and my hairy (laughs) knuckles, and you questioned my whole 80s credential. You're
0: very surly (laughs) today. So that's the only only reason. But you know what? Everyone in in Suck 80s land is going to agree with me, because our number one summer movie of all time from the 80s is a little thing called National Lampoon's Vacation. Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fun. ...fun, we'll need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn spiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes. (laughs) I gotta be crazy. I'm on a pilgrimage to see a moose. Praise Marty Moose. Holy shit. Dad, you want to ask for something? Don't touch. Bring it, Spears, bring it.
1: I like summer school better.
0: Think vacation? What are you, a communist? This is ridiculous. Why is it ridiculous? Summer school compared to vacation. I like summer school. You know what? Red Dawn sucks. I'm gonna go through your whole litany oh, of
1: don't you dare crap touch movies. The
0: dawn. The, don't you dare touch the dawn. Why don't you have that print on a
1: t-shirt? I Think I'm getting that uh, tattoo when I go to Vegas.
0: <laughs> don't you dare I'm get, touch I'm, the I'm dawn. Get, and there's yes. an arrow pointing to your balls. It's gonna
1: say Wolverines and have an arrow that points down. <laughs> that's gonna be great. Whoa, man! I'm sorry, I'm gonna miss that Vegas trip. Woo! That's my Patrick and that's my Swayze. Yeah, um, the um, no,
0: 1983's Vacation is the greatest summer movie of all time. Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo. De- you see her knockers. You even got a knockers scene there. Eat, eat, eat. Oh yeah. Need me to need me to watch her back?
1: Yeah, that's nice. Watch it's a good front. movie. I guess I don't know. It doesn't. It has no special place in my heart.
0: All right, Spears, you're pissing me off. Let me ask you a question, okay? When you look at your lame ass list of 20 summer movies, <laughs> what did you? Was there anything you left out?
1: Uh Yeah, 1988, a, a little gem with your buddy, Mark Harmon, Mr. Tr- uh, Elephant Nips. Man, uh, a movie called Stealing Home. I love that movie, actually. I Him, I'm with Jonathan you. Silverman, Jodie Foster.
0: It's great. That has a good soundtrack, yeah. you giant wiener. Giant wiener, Jesus. Name no, one song off it, name one song off it. No, because then people make fun of me because yeah. it has a lot of David Foster stuff on
1: does, it. Oh, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> it's
0: really, shut up. Look at you, look at your chops. It's kind of embarrassing. But Natalie Diffenbaugh and I. Drink, drink,
1: drink. Blue eyes are not bright. As stars are shining on me. Drink, drink,
0: drink. We saw that a few times that summer. That was our summer of love. And so Natalie and I saw that, and we had the soundtrack. It meant something very special to us, Spearsy. Anyway, uh, there's one more movie you missed on your list. What's that? A little thing called Little Darlings starring Tatum O'Neill and and your love, Christy McNichol. Yeah. And Matt Dillon. I'm going to say right now, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Matt Dillon is the king of summer movies.
1: I'll take it. Yeah. I'll agree. I'll agree. Cool. Very good. Hey, we're going to get to our favorite five songs in a little bit, but first, it's time for a little tradition we like to call Reader mailbag. Bag. And uh, this week, Sean Daly has picked out two of his favorite stories. We asked the uh, fans, send in your stories of the summer. We picked out two, because they're all very long. These are extremely long letters, but they're good stories. Yeah.
0: Uh, We have one from Zombie Man, and we have one from Marissa. Hit, Hit me with
1: Zombie Man first.
0: Summer Stories. Steve and Sean. I have one summer story that may just fit the bill. My best friend and I met because our fathers worked together. One summer when my friend and I were about 15, his father had a pool party at his house. The usual gang was there, and we were most excited that one of our dad's new coworkers was bringing his wife, Amy, who we had seen a few times before. Amy was gorgeous and her body was one of the greatest gifts that any deity could bestow upon a 15-year-old boy.
1: Did you have a bopper ball, honey?
0: The idea of getting to see her in a bathing suit was a dream come true. Or so we thought. The burgers and dogs were ready, and the grill was heating up. It was time for a little pool volleyball. Amy's t-shirt and shorts came off, and it suddenly became very difficult to concentrate on hitting this round leather ball that was flying around for some reason. Thankfully, the younger kids were there to fetch the ball should it be knocked out of the pool because I was not about to get out of the water in um, my condition. The pool was about four and a half feet deep, so her bus line looked like a life preserver floating on the water. <laughs> Finally, the burgers were cooked and the game was put on hiatus. My buddy and I couldn't leave the pool. Come get something to eat, came the call from my dad. We just looked at each other and almost in unison replied, no thanks, we're good. Neither one of us said anything to each other, but we just knew we needed to stay in the pool for a while. Possibly until Amy went home. Possibly until school started back up in two months. My buddy's dad looks over from the grill and says, mockingly, you guys want some towels or should we just bring your food to you? Betrayal, I tell you. The jig was up. Then guess who bails us out? Amy. She walks over and like the sweet southern gal that she is, says... Y'all ought to eat something. Tell me what y'all want on your burgers, and I'll bring them to you. Our dads looked at each other, laughed, and shook their heads. Amy comes back with burgers, chips, sodas, and a smile. What an angel. Then, after our pouring upon her our undying thanks, she adds with a strange little gleam in her eye, well, you boys are going to need your energy if we're going to keep playing our game. Somehow, we both knew she wasn't talking about volleyball. Zombie man.
1: I love that. That's a great story. Just put Matt Dillon in there. Janet Jones starring as, as Amy. Do you think Amy knew what was going on? That these two guys had boners?
0: Who knows? Who knows? But very well written. From one writer to another, Zombie Man, that was very well written.
1: Excellent letter. Tell us uh, what Marissa has to say.
0: Yeah, this was a little sad at first. Uh, Marissa is showing uh, she's uh, multifaceted. She's a complex woman. who We, we adore her and love her. And here's what Marissa has to say for her summer story. I don't know if this will be of any interest as a story of summer, but I'm shooting it at you anyway. I was the epitome of the geek girl when I was in high school. I had friends who were boys, but never boyfriends. I was a choir and drama dork. I was the girl least likely to ever be kissed. Do you want to say anything, Steve?
1: You need an intelligent, sensitive man who can skate. Do you know such a guy? Oh, they're hard to find.
0: It was the summer of 1980. Christopher Cross's Sailing would be the soundtrack. Whenever I hear it, I think of this fateful summer break. The Kankakee Public Pool was only open... I'm sorry, Steve. The Kankakee Public Pool. I want to be there, you know? Marissa, send me a picture of Kankakee Public Pool. The Kankakee Public Pool was only open during summer months for obvious reasons. They'd hired college students as lifeguards. In 1980, they'd hired a Greek god named Wade. I don't really think a Greek god's his name, Wade, but whatever. He was 19 when I first lay eyes on him. He was an alum of my high school and was attending Boston University on a swim scholarship. I was smitten immediately. I did everything in my power to gain his attention. That included being defiant and not wearing a swim cap. (laughs) Oh, I was a rebel. He let it slide a couple times, but finally tortured me by making me sit next to his chair for 15 minutes. Granted, he was high on his throne as I sat on the edge of the pool, looking lovingly up at him as he spun his whistle around his finger. He'd periodically look down at me and say something that I'd take as a flirtation. Your hair is really pretty, but I don't want to see it anymore when you're in the pool. I'd giggle and silently plot how I'd rip my cap the following day. Getting in trouble was never so much fun. My friends would reassure me that he was flirting with me. "'Summer would end, and he never asked me out. "'Fast forward to the following summer. "'Wade was again hired. "'This time I was on the verge of turning 16 years old. "'My flirtation skills were null. "'I hadn't learned a thing in a year. "'I learned from my best friends that Wade and his mother "'attended the same church we all did. "'Saturday Mass at 4 p.m. "'I went up for communion and fled to catch up with him. "'I gurgled and drooled. "'Then I did the unspeakable.' I invited Wade to my sweet 16 birthday party. I invited a 20-year-old man to come hang out with me and my choir friends. He said he'd be delighted. I was on cloud nine. Wade never, never showed for my party. He told me at church the following Saturday that he was sorry. He participated in a swimming relay to earn money for the American Cancer Society. I have no idea if this was true. It didn't matter. The one thing I wished for didn't happen. I'm no Samantha Baker. No birthday cake on a glass table. No kiss over the candles. No cute boy who'd whisked me away
1: in his Porsche. Marissa. My God, that's the saddest story we've heard in the history of Stuck in the 80s. But don't you see Marissa in a new light now? Yeah. It makes me want to put her on a glass table and... uh,
0: Whoa! Use some candles.
1: Use some candles and... uh, You you rogue you. uh, Anything to please the listeners. Hey... As always, send us your emails to the 80s at tampapey.com. Candlesticks not required. What's happening, hot stuff? Aha, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moments. I love this time of the week, I live for it. <laughs> hey, it's a segment where I play a piece of a movie from the 80s, and if you can name it, the bags of funions are gloriously awaiting. Uh, How
0: many we got left?
1: Eh, like six or seven, maybe. Nice. They have started arriving. Did you send out a second batch? You know who I haven't gotten anything from? Who? Dag Shield. No way. You know what? And Dag said, Dag swore that his girlfriend was going to take a real uh, loving portrait of herself holding the Funyun bags. Really? To this date, no photo. What's her name? I don't know. Is it like Sophia Shield or? <laughs> I have no idea. Anyway, here was last week's movie clip.
0: Carla. When I look at you, I think about comic book heroines like Wonder Woman with her little tiny waist and her big, beautiful eyes.
1: Sean Daly knows the answer to this. Yes, that is Bronson Pinchot and the Flamingo Kid. You know, only sadly only two people got this one right. But you know, one of the people is my good friend Marty Yu, who sent me a real nice note last week. Marty's the best. The other winner, Chad Ledoux. Those two will be winning the Funyuns. Anyway, pay attention. Here is this week's movie clip. She's gone from suck to blow. Any guesses, Sean? None. Good. If you know it, email us at stuckinthe at Tempe.com, and then tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener. Ah, by the sound of the tone, it must be time for Name That 80s Tune. Hey, it's the signature event here at Stuck In The 80s. This is the part where we play a piece of a song from the 80s. You can name the song and the band again crunchy onion flavored uh, styrofoam discs are yours for the take why do you gotta say it like that they're delicious they're they, delicious they treats suck i say that knowing full well that frito will never sponsor us
0: god why are you just you're shooting yourself in the foot have you ever had a cheese waffle maybe that's the next thing we'll what? take on the what cheese the waffle cheese
1: waffle play some songs for the people here was last week's mystery tune trop, Et mon Dieu, c'est trop cool.
0: Sean Daly, uh, the great Jonathan Richmond, give Paris one more chance.
1: Only one person out there got that, and how appropriate that the one person is our dear friend Marissa, aka Samantha Baker, who admits that she only uh, got it right because she cheated and looked on uh, some website that I was browsing on that she could track to see what uh, songs I was looking at. Really? Yeah, she's got you she pegged. Yeah, I'm predictable. Anyway, she'll be getting the funyuns, and she deserves them more than anybody. In the meantime, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. Excellent. Excellent pick. No one's going to get this one, Sean. No one. I defy them to get that right. We are going to sit on these bags of Funyuns forever. Until they hatch. Well, don't tell me that. I, I don't need... You know where they all sit? They sit right underneath my desk.
0: Do you ever get tempted to, to, to munch on no. a bag?
1: No. I don't like funions. You know that. Anyway, if you know the answer, email us at stuckyneedies at tempi.com because it will always be my pleasure to call you the hot dogs, hot dogs love and it's good if you're not ready to give up on mullets in Madonna log on to Stuck in the 80s just one of the many blogs you'll find at tampabay.com the website of the St. Petersburg Times relive the music, movies and culture of the greatest decade ever only at tampabay.com and we are back and ready to unveil our top five songs about summer. These are going to be very controversial. And i got to give uh, my uh, props to, to my uh, onion-loving friend in there. Uh, this is Sean's idea to solicit these ideas on his blog, blogs.timmy.com slash music. Wow,
0: well, look at that. Look at you, Spears. Is
1: he gave me a plug. It was a really popular blog,
0: too. We had, I think, 44 comments.
1: Yeah, yeah. But we've picked five, and they're kind of obvious. But not no Boys of Summer by Don Henley. I'm glad you didn't do that God, I hate that song I know, I'm tired of it too I didn't, I didn't like it when it first came out I love, I love a lot of these on here Let's start with uh, my, my first favorite This is from uh, Bananarama 1983, reach number 8 on the charts Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Cruel Summer got to number 8. I would think that'd be like a number 1. You would think so? It was uh, featured in the movie Karate Kid. Remember? It's in the <laughs> beach scene.
0: <laughs> it is. I love the song Karate Kid like when they're in the arcade. It's really cheesy 80s. Cards on fire! Ralph Maggio.
1: That's great. Uh, Bananarama. Hot or not, Steve? Hot or not? Uh, you know what? Not hot back then. But Have you seen him lately? No. Hot! Very hot. Interesting. Very hot. Total milf. Total milf.
0: Can you say MILF on this show?
1: Yeah. What's the difference between a MILF and a cougar? A cougar would be like a... That's a good question. Let's put that out to our readers. Well, I mean, a cougar isn't necessarily married. Tell you what. Or isn't necessarily it, a mom. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, Just cougar, an older, cougar,
0: older, older yeah. attractive woman.
1: Like Sharon Stone might be a cougar, but Stifler's mom is a MILF because that's she's that's a right. Wow, that was really well done, my friend. There we go. All right, give us another song. Okay, here is, I'm sorry to do this one. I know it's kind of obvious. <laughs> Brian Adams, you owe us one.
0: Standing on your mama's porch You told me that you'd wait oh, when you wait for me. Oh my hand. I knew there was no one. Those were the best days of my life. Oh yeah. Back in the summer of sixty-nine.
1: A summer of sixty-nine.
0: You know, anything from Reckless would have been a great uh, summer song. I you know,
1: love s- that album. Um, that song actually reached number five. Did you know he actually had six songs from that, from that album that charted that year? Really? Six. What was the highest? Heaven. I think Heaven was number one. Somebody, somebody might have been number one. Uh, summer 69, one night-, one night
0: Love Affair.
1: Name what movie that appears in.
0: Real Genius. Yes. <laughs> ding, 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 ding,
1: ding, But it uh, appears in the swimming scene. Uh, the... Uh, it's Only Love, his duet with Tina Turner, and the song Christmas Time, which I don't recall. I don't recall. Maybe that's on a bonus album or yeah, something. Yeah. It, it might have just been a single. I deal.
0: really enjoy Brian Adams. He was on American Idol the other night looking just like George Michael, which you, is probably better news for Brian Adams than it is for George Michael. Do you think we can get Brian Adams on the show sometime? Absolutely. He's okay. got a new song or new album. I I, and it.
1: I actually like the first two tracks on it. I reviewed it on the blog. It's great. It's, it's a pretty good album. It's a pretty good album. You have a blog? Asshole. Anyway, number three on the list of the top five songs. You know, I don't know that song, Stephen Spears. Summer of Love by the B-52s, 1986. Reaches number three on the dance charts. Doesn't really uh, chart anywhere on the top 40, though, and sadly enough.
0: A catchy little ditty.
1: Yeah, you don't hear people talk about this song much anymore. B-52s will be uh, touring this summer. They're on the uh, True Colors tour with Cyndi Lauper. And when they come to Ruth Eckerd Hall, you will be there. Backstage. I might come back and hang with you. That'd be fun. That'd be Can fun. you introduce me to some of your rock and roll friends? Cyndi Lauper would be a cougar but probably not a MILF. God, really? this is great. I'd love to see some sort of like mathematical
0: equation about this, though, Kate Steve.
1: Pearson of the B-52s is probably a cougar. I don't think of her as a MILF. Wow.
0: I'd still like to hear some readers explain this to me, <laughs> and I will read your explanations on the air next week. Yeah,
1: I'm sure you will. That'll be in the special R-rated podcast. <laughs> give me another summer song. I'm hot. I'm going to give you one that uh, it's as cheesy of an 80s tune as as it gets the very name invokes uh, Gouda I give you Richard Marks and Endless Summer Nights
0: You know, Stephen, I have a Richard Marks story. Ah, uh, do tell. And uh, maybe I've told this on the show before, but and I and I hinted to it earlier on, but uh, I actually drove Richard Marks in a courtesy van when I was a wacky bellboy at the Columbia Inn in probably 1994 in uh, Columbia, Maryland. And Richard Marks was staying there because Meriwether Post Pavilion was a big uh, concert venue nearby. And Richard Marks says, young man, young bellboy, ding, 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 ding. Can you take me to an exercise club? And I said, well, certainly, Richard Marks. I'd love to. And I'm thinking, man, Richard Marks hes going to hit me up with a nice fat tip. Marksy. So he sits in front with me because he wants to be cool. You know, he sits in front in the courtesy van. And I was fine doing the chauffeur thing, you know. But he sits up front, and he was married to, and I, I, maybe he still is to Cynthia Rhodes who was in Staying Alive, and she was in Dirty Dancing. And so he st- I asked about Swayze. And she was kind of, he says, yeah, Cynthia was kind of making fun of Swayze a little bit, you know? And I was wondering if Richard Marx was, like, threatened by Swayze, threatened by Swayze's heat, you know, like his wife was flirting. But anyway, I drive Richard Marx out to this place that's, like, an hour away. I don't know why he couldn't find somewhere closer and why he has to go to this one particular um, exercise place. I should say, the Richard Marks has a little teeny tiny body and an enormous parade float head with this incredible bouffant of hair. But he's wearing kind of like shorty shorts, you know? Richard Simmons type shorts? (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Like, a you know, a crappy gray top. So anyway, I drive him out there, then I drive back, and I basically, as soon as I get back, I got to drive back out there going to pick up Richard Marks. He sits in front with me, and I'm kind of now, on the way back to the hotel, I'm starting to give him my spiel. You know, Spears. I'm saying, oh, Richard Marx. I just want to thank you. In college, I would I would play your songs, and I'd you know to help me get the ladies. And Richard Marks is like, yeah, I'd love to hear that. I would love to hear help out, brother. You know, fist knock, dunk, dunk, dunk. You know, and so we get back, and I I scamper around in my incredibly tight bellboy outfit. You know. And I opened the door for, for Mr. Richard Marks, and he's like, Sean, thanks, dude. And he huck, you know, his hand goes out, and what comes out of his hand? This sweaty, crumpled up, like, $5 bill. All crumply and sweaty and gross. And I was like, Marks!
1: $5? <laughs> yeah, I was
0: thinking Marks was going to hit me up because, like, two days earlier, Barry Manilow tipped me, like, $95 for the loop.
1: <laughs> For the, what the hell is the loop? <laughs> the, I don't even want to know. The
0: loop. What do you think about that?
1: I think it's sad. You know, I think Richard Marks owes you an apology.
0: Let's get him on the phone right now. If we get an interview with Richard Marks, I'm going to confront him about <laughs> that. You really? I bet we could get him on you the phone. You
1: know what? And when I picked up Marks, he didn't even
0: look sweaty. I don't even think he was working out.
1: <laughs> Furious. <laughs> I love Endless Summer Nights as a song. And you know why I like it? It is perhaps the best, the best schmaltzy pop cheese ball song that you could possibly come up with in the 80s, in the late 80s. It, but, yet, but yet, when you hear it for the first time, or if you've if you heard it the first time in 25 years, it's, it's got this like, it's like that first taste of ice cream when you're a 12 year old kid. You know, you're just like, ah, refreshing. And then you realize this song kind of
0: sucks. So the first time you hear it, it's, it's delicious.
1: I, I listened to it again last night for the first time in 20 years. Not, wow! No, no kidding. I mean, I heard it. I know it was like number two in the charts back in '88. I listened to it last night for the first time, and I'm thinking, I don't know this song. And it just kind of sweeps over you, like, ah, yes, 1988. It sounded good when I heard it just now. I love it,
0: even though you I'm still furious it. about getting kind of stiffed.
1: Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it all better for you, Daily. But buddy. I know. I see this one. Can I sing this one. Yeah, here we go. My favorite all-time top five song about the summer, Sean Daly. Summertime
0: girls did it, did it. You make the whole world go round. 1985,
1: Y and T, Summertime girls. Dare I say, class.
0: Yeah! on hair metal. You like that one, I huh? love
1: y I love YT. and what movie does this appear in? One Crazy Summer. Now, well, it might. Bah! But it also appears in the very same scene. The very oh, same no, real scene genius? of real genius that you hear One Night Love Affair. Damn it. Can you imagine Good that? one, Spears. What are the odds? Ah, uh, Y&T, where, where have you gone? Oh, I don't know. I don't even want to know. They've been around forever. Anyway, that's all we've got. We hope you all have a great summer. We're going to stay here. We're going to entertain you every single week, except for that one week when I'm in Vegas. Oh, I can't Mm. wait to hear the stories from that one. The podcast will be uh, age restricted. There will be a uh, breathalyzer test at the end of it.
0: You're gearing up August second. Go to go to Vegas with Spearsy. I can't go, but you
1: go. All of you go have fun. It'll be a great time. Anyway. In the meantime, we're going to leave you with a little bit more Y&T because as Sean and I both know, you can never have enough summertime girls. Hey, we remain here, formerly Stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and Tampa Bay.com. To read our blog, go to blogs.tampabay.com slash 80s. Email us at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com. And remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes.